Hey, we're Chasing Records, and you're watching On the Record with guest today, Crystal McGrath. And our podcast is sponsored by South River Brewing Co., and I've cracked another one of these Blacksmith Smoked Porters, uh, delicious beers. Once again, uh, still put your orders in, $50 uh, or more, get you free shipping, and obviously go on to their IG account. They do have some promos running as well, and enjoy the pod. All right, we're here with another uh, podcast, and today we have uh, Crystal McGrath. How's it going tonight? Hello. I'm great. How are you guys? It's good. It's good. Uh, you're from Calgary, right? Calgary, Alberta. Yeah. Alberta. Are you a Flames? Are, are you a Flames fan by chance? You know, I'm not really any fan. Um, okay, that's a good well, answer. That's, that's a good, good answer, answer, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's a good answer. <laughs> Neutral. Um, the only reason why I asked is because um, when I was reading through, and that you toured uh, with uh, George Canyon. And he and does he all the flames. The he does the anthem, right? So yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Flames fan. I live London, Ontario kid. Uh, became a Flames fan because of um, my nephew. He gave me a sweater. I think when I was five. Yeah. It was a knit sweater. I put it on and fell in love. And then I found out later on that my brother, who lived in Edmonton, coached Jerome McGinley for a few years oh, as cool. a kid. So it was kind of neat afterwards. And our my dog's name is Iggy. So. After a game. So you, but, we have a hockey fan in the house. Yeah, exactly. But obviously, if you don't have a yeah, if you you know not a not a hockey fan necessarily or take sides, then that's okay too. It's all good. I'm neutral. You know, I like watching the playoffs, the final games. Yeah. When it's like heated and and you know it was cool um, when Calgary was in the playoffs many many years ago when the whole city turned into the Red Mile. Yeah. It was just the funnest place to be. That, that I was a hockey fan then. Yeah. That was the '90s. That was like 1990, right? Uh, I think it was no, 2003 i think what yeah. oh shit sorry the last time the only signed a cup was 1990 right the the flames didn't won one till 88 89 oh yeah. see i was right there yeah. see i was right that's what i meant sorry i didn't mean yeah. the playoffs i'm it's okay i'm a least no. fan we don't know what we're doing since you know no, so. i was gonna say you don't even have a cup in color so whatever anyway anyways let's get to, <laughs> let's get on to some music well there's some music talk there with music? george Cannon, but, yeah exactly um yeah, we ahead. I heard your uh your latest single today, Game On. Yeah. Um those boots. Those boots, eh? Those they sparkly like boots. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That all makes sense now. It all makes was that shot in Calgary? It was, yeah. We um had a street closed off and built an LED floor in the middle of the road and cool. overlooked downtown. So it was it was filmed in Calgary. It it's... actually made it to the Calgary events page. Um, the Instagram page and I think there was like hundreds of thousands of views of this video because people were walking wow. by taking pictures and they're like what is going on <laughs> yeah no it's, and that was it's before it even came out so it's a great it's a great video it's it's getting it's a lot of views a lot of a lot of people are digging it it's um it's a great sound I love I like that I thought it was great um and I'm not just saying that because you're on the show like, I think it's, <laughs> I think I think it's really a good song um how is your, how people reacted to it? It's kind of like a poppy country hit. It's very pop country, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm a pop country girl at Soul, so I gotta let that let that shine and sparkle shine as much as I can. Um, yeah, it was great. So we released it in September to Canadian radio. It was on Sirius Top Forty, and then we launched it actually in Australia as well, and where it was added to over I think 250 stations over wow. there to their commercial and uh, wow. radio. So yeah, we've had a good run with it and yeah. And obviously you haven't been able to tour with it though, right? That'd have been the downfall. 
Which is, you know, honestly, the whole situation, how we're doing things like this now, it kind of opened a lot more doors, I think, than maybe if we didn't have this opportunity, because I was able to connect with so many people who are at home doing the exact same thing, like, you know, not having people come into the studio for interviews. So no need to travel, just do interviews over Zoom and over the phone and Instagram live. And it's just really been neat how it's created all sorts of different kinds of opportunity than maybe we would have had two years ago. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, we talked about it before, but we don't think we'd ever be in this position. We don't even know if we'd have, be making music together, Andrew and I, if it hadn't been for what had happened to be locked, you know, locked down and, and whatnot. And, and honestly, we've loved this podcast format just to be able to connect with other people or, and like you said, around the world, like, um, you know, Australia, the UK, it's, it's unbelievable, you know, across Canada, we don't have to leave our comforts of our home own home. Although I would love to come down your ways, to be honest, I've never yeah. been at West. So. Well, when the world reopens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we were, world. we were planning on going the summer of, uh, of obviously in last March, we were supposed to go down and do Calgary and Edmonton. We were going to fly all the way out to Abbotsford and then work our way back okay. and uh, try and hop into Seattle. But obviously th- things have other plans. Next year. <laughs> next year, exactly. Next year. Yeah. Instead, you record, you record an album instead. That's what yeah, we recorded. Yeah, so, exactly. See, and like okay. you said, it opened up other doors, right? It was okay. Exactly, and I think when we focus on life and situations like that, it makes processing what's happening a lot easier. I mean, no one's enjoying what's happening right now, but if we can find ways to pivot and do different things and get creative with our skill sets, then at least we're still moving forward in some some capacity. Absolutely. So have you still been recording then? Um, uh, so and- actually, I just um, I received a grant from the Alberta government to record my next EP. So we nice. just were in the studio last weekend and recording the next five songs that we're going to release throughout the year. So new music coming very soon, which I'm super excited. This is probably my best work I've ever done. So I'm very excited to get it out. That's so cool. Uh, we were just we were just told by my brother to actually apply for a grant for the same reason. Uh, but we don't we haven't we never recorded in a studio. We record from our houses. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if the grant would it would would go towards or we don't have to tell yeah. them maybe it's like yeah give us a grant. Um, <laughs> but we that's what we were told to do and and seems like the best way to go. And then you go in the studio and it's like you don't have to worry about you know how long something takes. Well, within reason. Yeah. Um, so are you releasing like an EP or is it going to be all singles? Because we have this debate before you answer. We've had this debate with everybody, like a lot of people that come yeah. on here and just kind of different like strategies to release music. I and find so interesting. Yeah, we, we, we've, was we tried, well, our thing was we were going to release a whole 14 track album as like a debut. And then we pivoted last second. We did a pivot and we went, no, no, we'll do two EPs and then release the full album. Um, and we don't think that was the best way to go. We, we, no one knew who the hell we were or why they would listen. Um, so maybe singles were the way to go. Uh, full albums seemed to be the, like the last resort apparently, because unless you have a following, it doesn't really get heard, but yeah. So what are your thoughts? Our thoughts are, we thought we should have probably stopped and did singles and then maybe released an EP and then, you know, and had all the singles in the EP, but uh, yeah, what, how are you, what's your battle plan? It's so interesting. There's so many ways to do it. And we talk about this all the time. The industry is constantly changing, especially now. I mean, you know, you go back 10 years and records were 20 years, records were being put out and there was a formula to the record and the sound you listen from song one all the way through to song 10 or 15 or whatever number it was. And now 
we have streaming things. So people are not listening to the story of the EP or the album. Mm. They're just listening to it on shuffle or on playlists or as singles, like in a playlist, right? So I find that very interesting, just even when we were talking about what song order and it's just so odd to start thinking like, oh yeah, cool. That's how music used to be. We were telling stories with EPs and albums. and, And I love that. I really... I don't want that to ever fade away. I think it's just a really important part of the musical journey to to share different aspects and different sounds and different stories, right, throughout the journey. So I'm a big fan of releasing EPs and albums, but I really think um, in this world, we have to release singles prior to the official EP release because you want to build buzz. And right now we're using social media to build buzz and outlets like that. So what are people talking about? How can you get people excited? How can you prolong the excitement? Because once an album's out, it's out. So if you don't yeah. utilize all the time you can to hype it up, to promote it, um, then if you don't have a PR plan or a marketing plan behind it, then it just kind of goes bloop into yeah. the world of streaming. And, right? that's, so, and that's exactly what we found with our first, even the second EP is that the two singles that did you know really well, considering no one knew who we were. But then you start seeing these stats on the, you know, from songs one through five, that fifth song is pretty lonely. And <laughs> you would, you know, as well is that you put all that heart and soul into it and you think yeah. no one's ever going to hear it. Right. Unless, you know, magic happens and then people want to go back and that would be fantastic. But at the same time, you feel, you know, there's some great tracks on there that just kind of get left behind. So yeah, you're right. I think that's the, it's the way to go is a single method and then EP and then, and then maybe eventually compile it into an album. Right. Exactly. I'm all about that method, that strategy. And having a plan is so important. I mean, we don't, you can't just put out a record and then release. You have to record plan, execute plan, and then release. you know, there's just such a process to it. And I think sometimes, especially as creatives, we want to just get our art out into the world without that business mindset behind it. And I just really think it's so important. There's any lesson I can share with the world is, you know, have a plan for, for your business because this is a business, right? Yeah, Yeah, this is the second time this has really come up in terms of it being, you know, as much as we're all in it, you know, to make music, but at the end of the day, especially if it's going to be your livelihood, then it needs to be run as a business. Um, You know, Andrew and I have full-time jobs. So right now we don't have to necessarily you know, rely on it as a business, uh, but it certainly is something that's in the back of your mind going, okay, but if we were ever to turn and go, okay, let's try and do something with it in terms of a business, then you, you need to have a legitimate plan. So I think you're absolutely right. You make some really good points there. Um, but it's, it's, it, and then it, the, the scary part is too, though, once you have that plan and with the unknowns that are happening right now is to what happens when it comes to playing and if playing is even available, right? Yeah. And, and that's so true. I mean, Last year, I had a whole plan for Game On to come out way earlier in the year, and I had a whole tour planned, and, you know, every yeah. it was the first time I really took a long time to plan something, <laughs> and then this <laughs> happened, and I just found that very ironic, because I'm very used to my whole life, I'm just like, let's do this, let's do that, all over the place, so it was easier for me, I guess, to be like, okay, that plan didn't work, let's try something different, because it's kind of I'm a gypsy soul. <laughs> Are you uh, picking up that tour uh, or planning to once this is all, whenever this ends? Are you going to right on it? Yeah, you know what? I think um, when it comes to touring, 
I think that's a day by day thing. It's hard to plan anything. Mm-hmm. We don't know when that's going to be a thing yeah. again, playing live music and traveling, doing mm-hmm. so. So I think it'll come day by day and we'll just take it as it comes is kind of where I'm at, but I can't wait to play live music and tour and go over to Australia and play music for everyone over there. So Oh, that's awesome. That'd be really neat. So do you, it, it, right now in Calgary, is there anything opening in terms of live music right now? No, no, no live music. Nothing. Quiet, quiet city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the same here in, in London, Ontario. There's not much um, happening and I don't know. I feel like we're going to be going the other way very shortly if things don't turn around. So, you know, the plans of maybe having some type of summer opportunity of an outdoor show. Andrew and I was talked about is like, if we have any shot of playing, it's probably going to be outside. Um, yeah. It's probably the safest bet. Right. Um, and we're very fortunate because we do have quite a few festivals here uh, throughout the summer. But the yeah. question is a lot of those artists that even come in for the festivals are not necessarily from London, Ontario. They're from all over the place and come in and travel in. So that could be another issue altogether. And whether they're hot, like whether they'll happen or not. So, yeah. 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 It's going to be very interesting to see. It sure is. It sure how is. Unveil and change and shift. Cause I don't think, I don't think things will ever be the same as how they were pre COVID no. times. I think we've all learned different tools and methods and ways to work. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we continue to apply those as the world kind of shifts back into normalcy. Yeah, I used to think like whenever you saw someone wearing a mask like two years ago, you're like, what the fuck's wrong with that guy? Why is he wearing a mask? And now it's like just it's all the opposite. It's like, you guys not wearing a mask? What the hell? Like, it's just, everything's just like how the mind. Like, and I can't even imagine now going to the grocery store and just like just walking in and grabbing fruit next to some stranger. And, you know, I can't even imagine it. So I don't know if that I don't know if that will ever be a thing. Um, but like just as far as shows, though, I. Uh, they're the the most disgusting places you play sometimes and it's like you can't even imagine like going back into that environment like just just like just bathed in sanitizer glistening of sanitizer like i'm ready to play you're falling off your base and those white suits yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. let's do this let's do this then you burn it on the way out because you're like um but have you guys have you lost venues in calgary are are venues gone is there a lot of still options you think once it opens or yeah a lot of venues have um have closed down which is sad ranchman's club was or the country bar of alberta it was huge and we actually played the last show there before really? it was like march 12th and that was we were the last band on that stage <laughs> and then wow. yeah and then their uh music is no more at ranchman's right now so but yeah it'd be interesting to see i, I really don't have an answer <laughs> yeah and that's that's like the other thing though when when you know the world's back to you know semi-normal it's what's gonna be left to play right like we're talking about playing outdoor festivals because outside of that like what kind of bars are gonna be left that have live music you know it's gonna be tough it's a tough environment i know i know I why I'm... yeah i don't know i think we all need to come together and find a way to make music alive we'll build a barn true. <laughs> yeah. build a barn power creative, right yeah yeah <laughs> Have you done any, uh, have you done any sort of live, uh, internet shows at all over this last little bit? Yeah. So, um, we, when this all happened, we started doing a whole, every Friday and Wednesday and Sunday, we do a live stream show, um, for the first few months and then summer came. So we stopped doing that and I'm lucky I play music with my partner, Darren. So 
it's great that we could still do music together <laughs> during, yeah. during this crazy time. But yeah, so we did a lot of live streaming. And then um, I actually started a show called The Artist Behind the Music. And that's interviewing artists from all around the world. It started out just Canada. Um, but then when I released my song in Australia, I was like, well, let's go over there too and, <laughs> and meet the Aussies. So that's awesome. yeah, and I have 70 episodes or something that we've done over the past few months. So as much as I love performing, I also love being the interviewer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. We've been on the other end of it and it's kind of nice being on both sides of it. Right. Yeah. Being, you know, and I mean, this was not, is certainly not an interview by any chance, more just conversation than that, but it is kind of neat and being able to just chat with so many different people and where, you know, where they're coming from and what their experiences are. It's, it's, it's really different. And there's, there's people that you would never, ever be able to talk to otherwise or meet. Right. Totally. So. I feel like I've met more people over this past year than I have in the past five years. <laughs> Seriously. That's, that's yeah. a good, that's a very valid point. That's so true. Um, yeah. Where it's like, now it's like, We've been interviewed. We've been asked to go to Ireland by we had an Irish band on, and they're like, "Come to Ireland when this opens. Come to Ireland." We're like, yeah, <laughs> "You've got a place yeah. to stay, oh, right?" Yeah, like, we're really trying. Neat. We're trying to mark where we can stay all over the world. It's like, <laughs> but it's it's so cool. A little pinpoint. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. just be like, okay, so if I go here and I plan it properly, I could I don't have to pay for anywhere to stay. Uh, but no, they're everyone's great. Everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's kind of just you know just guessing and trying to figure out what to do next. Um. And like you said about the album thing, um, I think that's like Spotify, for example, it's, it's the reason stories aren't being told. Just to go back to that, sorry. Yeah, no. It's because it's no one actually owns music anymore. And I think that's kind of like, we always talk about the, like the album dying, but I think the reason the full length album dies is because you, no one has like an MP3 of a song anymore. They don't even own it. They just, they just stream it. So, um, and that's, that's something that I just, you know, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks because you could have a hit single and you're gonna do a lot better than the guy who recorded, you know, 15 songs and is trying to make it for himself. And so it's just right. that hit. And, and, and we are yeah, like, we are, I don't know, we were releasing singles like crazy. And I think it's going to be the plan. And, uh, but we're like, kind of like the same boat as you, where you said you record and then you make a plan. That is what we've learned in the last few months to make that plan. That gap is huge. It's crucial. How to market yourself how to how to how to get people to hear and we're trying to we're, we're in that struggle right now is getting people to sit down and listen um and it's tough it's tough to do that and then i saw your youtube video i was like holy shit like people are listening to this that's that's awesome and maybe it's a, the video is great so it's, you find that your songs that accompanied with the video do better i mean obviously they would do better but I think so because honestly I was debating that for, for this go around I'm like do I make music videos are people watching like is that what people want what do people want who knows what people want I feel I, like <laughs> want things every day. <laughs> what do I want what makes me yeah. like light up right I love making videos and taking a story and putting together and crafting an idea that seems unimaginable and watching it kind of unravel itself is, is always a really fun process so I do think having that video as well as an audio component for a song to really give it its fullest life that it can have. And, you know, if you're going to make music and invest in music, you can't just like half-ass it. You have to, you have to do it. You have to be, embody the music and let that music take the journey that it wants to take. And, and if for someone just, you know, releasing an acoustic song and putting it on Spotify fills their soul and lights them up, then I think that's perfect. And, I think we all have different journeys and different paths, different ways to success and different versions of success, right? So 
I think just really knowing what it is you want and then really staying true to what it is you want and what lights you up is when the success comes. And I, I think when we start doing it for, you know, what does everyone want? Where, where should I go? What should I sound like? What should I look like? That's when we don't light ourselves up. And that's when we crumble and crush and our success doesn't fulfill us when it's done in that respect. Yeah. We, I know we talked about this before, even with Andrew's brother, before we kind of released everything and decided our battle plan, but that was the one thing that resonated with me. It was just that whole, what, what do you want out of this? Like, you know, essentially what are you going to measure as success? Is it going to be 300,000, uh, you know, listens? Well, guess what? That's going to be a pretty tough go. Uh, if you think that that's going to be success, like make it measurable and make it meaningful. And I think it's, it's bang on is make sure that you enjoy what you're doing at the end of the day, right? What makes, you know, us going, I think that's what Andrew and I have done and obviously what you've done. Um, but you don't have just a hand in music, do you? You're kind of, a, you've got some other stuff going on, some other projects, like right? Fingers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Cause I know that I, when I looked, I was like, wow, I was like, this is impressive. How do you manage all this? <laughs> I guess is my thought. Cause I was like, the music alone has got to be enough. Um, but you, do you have like, what are the other things on still ongoing that you have? They are. Yeah. I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I love everything that I do. And it's like, when I look at what could I stop doing? I can't <laughs> you can't. One, so. It's more like, what could I add to this next? And, and that's exactly <laughs> it. I mean, yeah. most recently I, um, we started a digital marketing agency called simply socials management. And so we do, we run social media accounts and marketing. Um, now it's kind of turned into a PR agency where we're doing press for companies and for artists. We're doing graphic design and Facebook ads and anything to do with the digital world we are on top of. And that's kind of my most recent venture, which is so fun. I love marketing. It's just, it's part of music too, right? Is, it is. is 100%. Yeah. So that lights me up and I have a great team of people. I don't do this all by myself. All the right. things I do. I, <laughs> it's not all me. I have a wonderful team of people that have my back and are doing most of the, most of the heavy work. <laughs> so <laughs> I give props to all of them, but yeah, so you, you, you have the ideas and essentially it's like, all right, you guys figure this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to see this to come. I want to see this come to fruition to figure this out. It's not that easy, but yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you. <laughs> What's, okay. So would that be your, your favorite one right now? I don't want to give you say favorite, but is that kind Ooh. of the, passion, the passionate oh. one right now that's ongoing? Jeez. Um, no music for sure. Is music my still is, yeah. One. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, that one's really exciting. It's really a new venture and it's exploding. So that's it's pretty that's cool nice. when you just start something and um, the energy is just drawn to it like a magnet. So that's, that's pretty exciting. And then I have a fitness company as well called Live With Love. And I love that because it gets me moving every day. So I do live classes daily. And then I have an on-demand video library. And it was funny because we were just um, working on the record this weekend. And I was like, this is the first day I haven't been on Zoom in like <laughs> <year>. <laughs> Isn't that crazy God. to think that? So crazy. So crazy. But I love I love fitness and, and wellness and mindset. So all of that ties into music too, because if you're not at your best self, then you can't perform, you can't write, you can't be creative, you can't function to to live your best life. And that's super important to me and a big motto that I have. So that live with love element is is very, very huge just to my overall well-being. And then I love coaching and teaching and inspiring people. So teaching music is a huge part of my world as well. 
are you doing are you doing the teaching online as well yeah right now yeah, i do everything online how does that work like how do you like does it is it odd not being in the same room as that person is there some sort of disconnect or do you um, no not anymore i no. maybe at first it was first. kind of like this is weird but <laughs> you figure out a system to make it work and now i'm like oh it'd be weird if someone was here <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I guess, like, I mean, in this way, you can reach, obviously, a lot more people. Um, and, and it doesn't just have to be in Calgary either, which is huge. Totally. And that's what I love. And it's really been my ultimate goal over the past 10 years is how do I work without having to be in one location? Like, how do we create what I want to do and, you know, have it be worldly so we can go on tour or travel or, you know, go live in Florida for six months, probably Mexico or Florida, but... <laughs> <laughs> You know, so that just that vision. So it's interesting that this world crisis had to happen to kind of bring my vision to reality. <laughs> True. Yeah, because you're right. You could take this anywhere. You don't have to, like, you could be on tour and still continue doing those things, right? Still coach and um, and still do the fitness. It doesn't, it doesn't change, right? Just the change of scenery for everyone gets to change and maybe a little bit of jealousy on their end. <laughs> Oh, you're, oh, you're, you're in Australia no. now. Oh, you're in yeah. Mexico now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. With those those live those live streams would have to be a different time zone, right? It should be no, like I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah, don't make our mistake going Australia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> making up for when we did our Australian podcast, I totally messed up the time change. It was 16 hours at the 16, time before, yeah. and uh, I think I had it at 10. I don't know what I was thinking. It was it was a miscommunication, anyways. And all of a sudden, our guest was like, "Oh, are you guys ready?" I'm like. Andrew, let's go. Yeah, yeah, like, trouble here. Like he, he told me it was 11 o'clock at <laughs> night, but it was actually at five. So five. just like, just got home from work or just got off work. And he's like, Hey, we doing right now. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I'm just <laughs> opening a beer. And he's like, well, we got to do the podcast. And I fucked up the time. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> Oops. So, uh, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure it's, it's hard. A- the time yeah. there. I mean, yeah. I was doing interviews in the middle of the night. It'd be like 3am here. Yeah. I'd have a nap and then I'd wake up at 2.30. <laughs> Then I perform, and then I go back to bed. Yeah. Very, very weird. But I think it's so cool to be able to connect. I'm like, oh, who cares what time it is? Yeah, exactly. Well, and then our last one on uh, in UK, we just had daylight savings time, right? So we shifted forward an hour. And before, I mean, kind of touch basing ahead of time. And I was like, oh, we'll be, you know, it'll be 12 Eastern for us. It'll be uh, 5 p.m. for you. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, Oh no, that's not, no, it's going to be four now. <laughs> like that one hour makes a huge uh, difference, you know? So yeah. luckily this time we would be an hour early, but so, right. Yeah. So that'd be all right. But oh, it's funny. Just, you know, those little things when you start doing uh, things across the, across the world that uh, makes it interesting. You have to pay attention a little bit more. <laughs> got to buy a world clock. It. You got to yeah. buy a world clock. That's what one yeah. of our guests says. He's got the world clock all the way across just to make yeah. sure. Totally. I think I need one of those. I yeah. No kidding. I now write my time like 10 p.m. MST, 8 p.m. or whatever. For Eastern, whatever. Yeah, yeah we're I know exactly what you're going with. I, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah, if you're I never in my life used to write like that, but now <laughs> like if you don't write the time zone, you might be in trouble. You're screwed. Yeah. yeah. Are you? Is it? Is it 6:30 there right now? 7:30. Uh, 7:30. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. See. Yeah. I only know that because the, I think the Flames play at 10, which would be eight in, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I should have with yeah. hockey. Just it's weird. Eight here. No. It'd be it's... 10 o'clock tonight, right? It'd be 10. Oh, and eight yeah. there. And eight, eight there. Oh, fine. I, I, yeah. I don't know. That's late. 
yeah I, I, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm in bed by 10 <laughs> it's it sucks it sucks being a flames fan in ontario because everyone's like oh did you watch your game last night i'm like yeah i made it through the first period or something yeah. like that right it's like oh um but that's one of those things where uh i went to going to vegas and betting on games and all the games are done by 10 o'clock at night and i'm like but I'm done at that time. Like I, yeah. I'm not. I like I don't really care for any of the other. Like maybe playing cards every once in a while. But I'm, it's not my passion. I'd rather gamble on games. But I'm like, but at ten o'clock, all the games are over. What am I going to do? What am I going to spend my money on? So, yeah, time changes even even for fun is is not always ideal. So true. I miss Vegas. That's one yeah. thing. I miss. We would we love going to Vegas, and it's so close. Not it's not that close, but it's but a it's close, close destination to for us as opposed to on the east coast. So yeah. It's so fun. It's have you been able to play there a lot? What's that? Have you been able to perform there quite a bit? Um, we actually just go for fun. You just go so, for fun? Yeah, I love going. She could go fun. on a trip. She's all I, that's yeah. I just wonder. I have to take a break sometimes, <laughs> but I always end up singing when I'm there, anyways. So. See, I figured that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, that's right. And yeah, we've been. Videos. That's one of my favorite places to to record videos. Is... Yeah in the desert i find the desert just the most grounding freeing place in the world and that's part of why i love i love going down there just to go hiking and in the desert land and then you have just such a inspiring strip of energy that i just it's unbelievable yeah we we went for new year's one year oh yeah we used to go all the time for new year's oh it's insane i tell people all the time i'm like i i've never been to new york for new year's nor would i want to um just for the sheer amount of people. Although this one, the last one might've been okay. Actually, you're in your own little bubble. It would have been okay. I would have been all right with that. Um, But yeah, it was, it was sheer pandemonium with the amount of people that were there, but it was, it was really fun. It was really good. But yeah. And then we've, we've been a couple other times after that. And I love Vegas. I, I have always said, even if you're not somebody who wants to gamble, it's a great place to be. Like you said, there's so much to do so much to see, you know, you get out. It's, it's such a, such a cool place. It really is. It's so much fun. I've been to New I York for, New- for a minute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Vegas, guys. Sorry. I, I know. I know. I was, I was waiting for this to mention this to you guys. And I was like, no, oh, you're out. But- See ya. All right. Oh, wow. Fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Never, never, never. Next um, year. Yeah, well, coming, when- to the, coming to the West, you can take you a just, little just drive, dive down. Take a dive now. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I was, uh, I was, I was in New York for New Year's and it was the worst. It was literally yeah, the worst. See. Yeah. It was bad. Like my time. Uh, you, I couldn't get anywhere close to Times Square. I was, I was, like near the park actually, because what they do is Central Park. They have you go in from Central Park and funnel into Times Square. Okay. And by the time I went down there, it was like I got a block from time uh, from the park, and I was like, oh, all right, I'm going back to my, uh, my hotel. I can't, I can't stay here. <laughs> it was, it was so shitty. It was great. It was a fun trip. It's just that the night of was like, yeah, yeah. So I should went to Vegas. You know, I was, I was. 21 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, Vegas is a little bit more accessible on New Year's. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm I, not, I don't like crowds. I like performing for crowds, but I don't like being in Being crowds. in them? Yeah. So I hate it. I really yeah. don't enjoy it at all. That was the one thing I'd say. I, that was that was the reason why I don't would never go to New York and do New Year's, but that was it. It was just the amount of, the sheer amount of people. Uh, I'm not a big crowd person. I don't like crowds during the holidays going shopping. That's, no. I mean, I'm so glad for online shopping. Um, but I'm usually, if I have to go, it's November. People always are like, oh, are you going to do a, uh, 
like a secret Santa. I go, I'm done my shopping. I, there's no need for me to go back out and fight with people. I just, I don't fight with them because I just, I just try and stay in my <laughs> bubble. Because you're Canadian. Because you're That's Canadian. True. I, yeah. I actually would say you, sorry. You say and, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I just don't go is what yeah. it is. But yeah, I don't like crowds either. I'm the same way, Crystal. So like for me, it's just like, forget it. I would rather, you know, just be, you know, a little far away from everything. But it was a cool experience. I'm not, don't get me wrong. And I almost think like somebody needs to try that once, you know, be in that, be in that experience. But yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll go. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll go. Um, Crystal, you said your your partner writes with you. So you you said he's he writes with you there. Yeah. Uh, is, yeah. Is, yeah. Is he is he in the band? Is he part he of the? He is in the band. So like that's what I was gonna ask you about about your band. Um, how did you find your band? And is it always the same people? Um, they record the album with you. No. Um. No. It does shift and it does change. I like to keep a consistent group of players together because it just it's just nice when you have that energy together of like, okay, I know where you're gonna go. I know what happens when you make that face. <laughs> and like, you know, <laughs> knowing the people that are on stage with you is is really great, which is why it's so awesome to play music with Darren because I know him so well more than anyone else in the world. So I'm like, oh, okay, we're shifting here. <laughs> you awesome. can just follow the lead. Um, yeah, so. No, but my record that we just did on the weekend here, um, a whole different different group of guys than that usually play with me, but um, I'm sure these guys will move forward playing with me. Some of the top players um, in, these, in the province, in the country even, I would say they're amazing musicians. So it's really, really awesome to have them a part of it. Awesome. So in, in, how does that work? I was always curious how that works. So do, do you write all the music and then go in? And they learn your songs and like add stuff to it, um, or is it more collaborative? Like, is it is it all you writing? Does it start with you? It starts with me. Um, it depends. Every writing session is different. So sometimes I'll play the guitar and we'll write. Some days, you know, whoever we're writing with will play the instrument. Some days I'll play piano. Some days we'll pull up a beat and just write to a beat and create a song. Like. Um, one of the songs we just recorded was written to, um, just a beat loop that we made and, and started singing along to. And yeah, so every, That's every cool. process is different. And we make, we actually have a recording studio here off the TCAN studios at our house. And so we do all the demos here and then bring them into the studio and Spencer Shane is producing it. So he puts his wonderful magic. He's a genius for my sound, which is so fun to hear how he elevates everything just within one session it goes from you know here to here and then the band plays on it and it's just like fireworks so it's definitely a, awesome. a process in stages but um but yeah the the root of the song starts starts in the starts song. there yeah and then do, are you are you okay with when you have like the other band members in to record to like to have open to the collaboration part part to it then as well yeah, I think, you know, the chord structure always stays the same, same. and, you know, it's their job to bring them in and put their sparkle onto it, whatever right. that looks like, and, you know, take the chords and run, run with, it. with it. Yeah, yeah, solo, play, find fills, you know, whatever, whatever it is you want to add to it is, that's, you know, as a musician, their, their role, so, yeah. Absolutely. And how'd you find, how'd you find them to come in for this one? Oh, um, well, for this project, we are working with Spencer and he organized the whole entire oh, thing. Nice. I know all the guys as well. They're all 
they're all Calgary, Calgary musicians. Um, yeah, they're awesome. So just, That's just cool. reach out and make a phone call. <laughs> That's just nice. I think kind of works out all right. Yeah. Man, I never worked with a producer before. It would be so, it'd be a, it'd be a different whole thing. I think, you know, um, I think it'd be very interesting. Just be like, this is the idea. This is this. And then to see someone else just take it and go, how about, you know, adding this or uh, throwing the course like that. It'd be like such an interesting process. And I, I wonder, I often wonder like if that, like, cause Nay and I just did this whole thing kind of like in the rooms that we're in right now, like we just had ideas yeah. back and forth. So I, and then we just, we just go, hey, you know, how about an extra course here, blah, blah, blah. But like, I often wonder like how different it would sound if someone else, you know, that last step was like, okay, this is a good idea, but you know, um, super cool. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's and to hear different people's what they hear in a song, right? And and it could make it better. It could make it, you know, the same or worse, whatever. But um, it's always cool to hear a different ear to a song. I think. I think some of the best songs they weren't written by one person. They're written by, you know, six to ten people and have multiple producers and engineers on the project. And it's just it's more than just the one the one person. I think it's just like a business, right? There's a big team behind the player or behind the front that that supports it so and another option too I mean you can always record your music and then send it off to somebody to mix it it's true option right yeah, yeah. we've had a couple people on the on the podcast that do that uh, they, yeah. they'll you know they'll 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 just they'll record it and then send it off to have it you know mixed and mastered and that totally so it's definitely another great way of doing it as well um, who are your who are your major influences? What made you get into country music? Other other than obviously being in Calgary, Calgary. I mean, that's you know, obviously I can understand maybe just being from Alberta. But uh, what are your major major influences? Well, if I go way back, I love Shania Twain, but then I love Jan Arden. She's so good, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Russell Broom actually played on my album, who wrote a lot of Jan Arden's music and played on many of her first albums um and still works with her now today which is cool um yeah so her I, carrie underwood i love now yeah. Marin morris if we're kind of getting to more present kelsey Ballerini, yeah. love that pop country country vibe uh, but i'm inspired by so many different styles of music i love 90s music that's some of the some of the best like the big shiny tunes six yeah so, those bad boys that was the best one the yeah. yellow oh, man. the yellow the yellow one uh, yeah the yellow one i have it's funny i there's a box behind me that this is supposed to go to the beat goes on i really want to get it over there and i was like you know i, I don't listen to these cds it's all on spotify if i really wanted to yeah but i look at some of those and i'm like man oh man these were unbelievable albums compilations I yeah. know. So good. Yeah. But I'm all over the map. Like I love that kind of stuff. Then I love women in songs and then I love Enya and then I love Elton John. <laughs> like it's just. It goes everywhere. Yeah. You know what? I think you almost, I think you almost have to be eclectic, right? I mean, it pulls in from everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, obviously you have a focus. I mean, your music is fantastic and you can really hear that the pop country, but um, you know, just to hear all the different people in there. And it's funny because I say Shania Twain has come up. We've had um, Serena Haggerty on, and then Amberlea Brooke and um, Shania Twain has come up. I think all three of them is in terms of a big influence, you know, oh, but yeah, I think Shania that just shows. Yeah. Yeah. Have okay. you ever seen her live? What's that? Have you seen her live? I have. Yes. Yeah. In uh, Toronto, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. The big city of Toronto. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm from Toronto, so we always actually we always joke about uh, when we talk about sports because I'm a Toronto fan. He's a Calgary fan, so we always go back and forth, and um, he always bashes Toronto for whatever reason. <laughs> I do bash Toronto. He lives two hours from it, but he bashes it. <laughs> Wash yourself. You walk into Toronto, you may say sorry to somebody. There. <laughs> I know <laughs> someone's gonna be like, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, no. Yeah, but uh, music in music in Toronto is is uh it's like it's well, we talk about this all the time, but it's 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 super top forty, super super top forty, yeah. um which is you know uh and country just we talk about that as well. Or country just kind of was like was like the being down like genre. And they, when I was growing up, like everyone was like, oh, I hate country. And then they just came and they just they just like now exploded. they're like exploded. And that's it's awesome to see because you know, there's no reason. I mean, country like older country is very like literal every the lyrics are so very literal it's like you just sing a song about just being angry and drunk and you know all that stuff but it's great it's great it's 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 so raw i think i think maybe not so much now but if it's it was it's just a raw thing and it's now it's becoming like it's like the top i, I was saying I, I could probably find you know a hundred country artists that are like before i find like a new rock band you know uh, yeah. it's like right in the yeah. forefront and it's, it's kicking ass and it's great. It's great to see, you know, I would love more country to come out, uh, unless, you know, bibbidi bobbidi, bibbidi bobbidi music. Is that, is that way <laughs> it's it's not the best way to is say it? Bibbidi bobbidi? Country is almost like the new kind of pop music. It is. It is. There's just yep. so many different, what pop used to be maybe more so it's just, it's good music that has so many different branches within it, you know? You can mm-hmm. sing an upbeat country pop song and then sing like a heart-wrenching guitar-based song all together and it just works. It does. Yeah. And I think I with the like with the country music now too, which is or even before, but it still has its roots of the instruments that are still there. Yeah. Right. You can yeah. go on stage and the instruments are still live and they're there and they're raw and it sounds so good. And I think that's you know where that country pop, you know, it kind of fills that void of pop, but I mean, it brings country along with it. And um, I was a huge country fan growing up as a kid. So it's just, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's nice. And I kind of got back into it a little bit uh, getting older, you know, but uh, it's, it's incredible to see it. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, if there's any song on a top 40 chart that has instruments in it, it'll be country. Yeah, you know it, it will be because there's yeah. no there's no like no rock songs on the top 40 chart right so yeah it's Even uh alternative mu- music has changed yeah, oh, yeah. Music sounds like pop music like on stage we listen to like what is this yeah yeah and i think it's uh i think i don't know if it's like uh that's the way to go i don't know if that's the producers are are encouraging yeah. you know that pop hit uh but yeah it has to it's it's we talk about attention span when we're talking about songs right now like t- songs are, are are being shrunk down in, in length so they get yeah. more streams um and it's funny because our first song that we released was like two minutes and 17 seconds and we were like oh my god it's too short um but turns out that's like the, our most streamed song so you know maybe, maybe it works like your magic works. yeah exactly yeah. yeah so you know here i am trying to write three minute songs like screw it and and what were you we saying too with the Foo Fighters with their latest album? It's only oh yes, songs. their latest album is nine tracks. Yeah, yeah. their latest oh, album wow. is nine tracks. Yeah, and they and, they, and this is like, it's they 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 call it an album. It's not just like an EP. Right. They call it an album, and they, they said they were released a year ago, but the pandemic hit, so they held off, kind of like what you did. Um, yeah. But then they said we couldn't wait anymore, so they dropped it. It was nine songs, and uh, and it was more um, like uh, 
not dancey, but it was more like a different sound for them. Uh, it wasn't I just. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's 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 their more it's the the most different sounding Foo Fighters uh, album. Wow. Like you know the sound they they've established. It's uh, a, it's a little bit different than that. Yeah, I think that's what everyone's going. I think we're all going to go more upbeat and more and more just like kind of like hooky, very hooky. I mean, hooks have always been around, obviously, but like. It doesn't have to be a chorus anymore. Like the verse has to be a catch. Everything has to be kind of catchy. Everything. It's like yeah. all chorus. <laughs> chorus. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole chorus. The whole thing. <laughs> back, yeah. And that's going going back to the like, album thing again is, you know, back in the day when people wrote like a, you know, an album and release it, they, they had some filler songs. I think the idea of a filler song is gone. You can't have a filler song anymore. Oh, yeah. you, you're going to lose. afford a filler song. I mean, really. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's a yeah, really good real. point. You can't afford it just in terms yeah. of time and, and money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll lose fans in that filler song. It'll be like someone will listen to your your band if they if they if they like you, listen to you, and they'll and if they like you enough, they'll go back to your catalog and listen to like a couple songs. You have a couple cracks at it before there's forget it. I just, I just like that one song by that person, and then they, that's it. Like that opinion set. Yeah. So you better hope if it's on Spotify, you know, like you don't you don't have that filler because you can't you're gonna lose the fans. Exactly. So it's there's just so much to think about, and it, it's I, you know. When I was growing up, I was kind of like, and I was playing music. I was like, I just want to friggin', you know, play shows, and and I didn't think about this part of it. And then uh, as I got older, I'm like, oh, I want to record. I want to get music out there. I want like, this to take this moment. Like I record this album with with this band, and this moment's gonna be there. No matter what happens, we'll always have this. Yeah. This is like a real thing. And I never had that. And then you know, Nay and I did it, and now it's like. Oh my God! There's so much more work after that. <laughs> after, after that part, it's like, oh, the album is always the easy part, you know. You get yeah. your ideas out, you're stoked, you're recording, and say, ah, oh, it sounds good. And then all the aftermath is kind of like, uh, like, like, like the business part of it, where um, it's like a part-time job. Maybe it's almost a full-time job of just trying to figure everything out. And For sure it is. you know, I wish I knew that when I was younger. You know, I wish I knew I'd have taken some courses or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of things, you know, that you wish you would have would have known, like life insurance. <laughs> Start yeah. that when you're young. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Don't pay into that when you're later on. When yeah. You've got issues <laughs> and you think you're gonna need it. You're gonna it's gonna cost you. Oh man. All right. We're almost out of time, but uh, before we go, where can everyone find you, Crystal? So that way they can reach out and I mean, by all means, plug everything you've got. <laughs> Yeah, the main source is crystalmcgrath.ca is where you will find a link to everything I do. Um, yeah, website, but socials, it's all Crystal McGrath. You can type that name in and something pink and sparkly will show up. Absolutely. <laughs> the one thing that I say to Andrew, actually, when I first visited your website, I said, you walking across the top, like almost oh, yeah. scared, the sh- scared the shit out of me. <laughs> At first I was like, what is happening? <laughs> And then I was like, whoa, that's like, that's really, really neat. That's the first time I've ever seen something kind of, you know, of maybe of so much of a person, like just one person, right? Yeah. Uh, she strolls really, right in. She strolls yeah, right in. It's just, okay. but, it, yeah. but it's certainly like it's eye-catching, right? It, it works really well. So yeah, anyone <laughs> that wants to check out that and have that experience, by all means, crystalmcgrath.ca. So. And uh, a little spoiler, if you, if you watch the first 10 minutes of this video that we just recorded, uh, I had your website up uh, on my screen here. And I noticed that my glasses was reflecting you walking by, <laughs> but it was like, it was like 10 minutes in. So I was like, Oh, I should close that window. So I, I did, mm-hmm. but if you, yeah, I caught it. So I don't know if you guys caught it, but it was like, you kept walking by while I was, <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. You might want well, to watch this again. You'll, watch, you'll, the replay. Yeah, you'll watch the replay. Watch, exactly. watch my glasses. You, you'll see yourself a lot. Um, but yeah, funny. thanks so much. It was awesome having you on. 
Yeah, oh, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's great yeah, to be with you guys. And we can't wait to uh, hear this new music. Uh, do you have an idea? Do you have a time frame when it's going to be released or not yet? I do. Um, the first single from it is coming out in May, and then um, we'll release another one in the summer. And then the EP should be out um, late summer, early fall. Perfect. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to hear it. And I hope for you and for everyone else uh, that uh, you can play some live shows really, really soon. Yes. Get back out there. Universal live music coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thank you, Crystal. Yes. Thank Thanks you guys. so much. <laughs> I. Thank you.